we talking shit, baby. Every episode, I promise you it's lit, baby. Every week, get some shit you can't miss, baby. Dylan Bob, still a vibe. Podcast game solidified, no cap. All fact like a snapper. Stream us on that Spotify or Apple, tap in. Roller coaster ride, strap in. We gon' take you for a ride, just take this shit in stride. All topics, sport the current event. Tell me who more current than this. Good luck with the mother shows. This the best one. Your sister and your brother knows. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shit, we talking shit, baby. We talking shot, we talking shot, we talking shit, baby. Yes, sir. Talking shop, episode 72. I'm your host, Bobby Hall, and with me, as always, and he's going to spell it out for you, but that's the DILF. Dylan, what's going on, man? That's D-Y-L-F, baby. The DILF is here, and he's ready for this Wednesday episode of Talking Shop. It's a beautiful day. Hope everyone had a great week since last Sunday. We missed you. Glad to be back. How you doing, Bobby? Great. Very excited. Yes, I'm happy to be recording uh, on a Wednesday, uh, Sunday's episode, uh, you know, we got into a lot of shit, and uh, now we're about to uh, talk to another phenomenal guest, uh, another friend of mine, this guy I know for uh, at least 10, 15 years, went to school together, and, uh, you know, great guy, somebody that uh, is very much immersed in the world of MMA, um, dancing, and uh, I've also learned, um, I think, scotch, we'll get into a little bit of some scotch talk. Yeah, you know, Dylan, I know you like to ask about uh, what people are, are eating and drinking uh, these days, so that'll be uh, a cool little uh, thing to bring up. But um, we've got my my friend, uh, Jake Sample, on with us today. Jake, welcome to Talking Shop. Thanks for your time, man, and uh, way to step foot into the arena, man. Hey, I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very excited to have you, and uh, very excited to uh, get into some of these UFC topics, MMA, uh, what have you, and we'll just jump right in. Last Saturday, uh, we had uh, UFC 252, um, which was headlined um, by uh, Stipe and DC, heavyweight title match, and um, we'll just get into it right there. I I think, I know some people that uh, were more casual kind of thought the fight was, uh, you know, whatever, or even some people... I had messaged me saying it was boring. I thought it was pretty dope. It went the distance, kind of great uh, cherry on top of, of the trilogy. And um, I I, uh, I am a fan of DC, you know, but uh, me being a Cleveland guy, I uh, was very happy to see Stipe walk out uh, with the belt and interested to see uh, what he may be facing in the future uh, with the possibility of uh, John Jones coming up uh, to heavyweight. But uh, what – um. What was your thoughts with the main event, and uh, who, who were you rooting for from the jump? Oh, man, I was going for my boy DC the whole time. I, uh, I've i always been a big fan of him since, like, Strike Force days. Um, just the whole AKA uh, between him, um, Habib Nurmagomedov, Kane Velasquez, they've all trained together. Not a huge fan of Luke Rockhold, but I was definitely rooting for uh, – Ruin for DC. I, I think the eye poke in the middle that uh, <laughs> that the ref just said it was a, a punch was a big influence on it because uh, you know I think DC was really kind of taking that third round off to be honest and uh, really kind of backfired on him. Yeah, and I'm not so sure that uh, DC didn't just go into the back uh, after that round and they brought back out Forrest Whitaker to finish the fight, uh, which really helped Stipe. Because um, obviously Forrest Whitaker is not really knowledgeable in the world of <laughs> MMA or can really fight. So, um, you know, we've seen what happened there. He's trying to sell him insurance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it just he was in the wrong arena at the wrong time. But, <laughs> no, I um, get it, man. Yeah, the, the eye poke for sure was a, a hot button topic uh, afterwards. Um, they kind of exchanged one. But, yeah, Stipe was uh, – it's like his whole fucking fist was in uh, DC's eye there. And it was uh, – kind of a wild scene there at the end when they were both standing there waiting to get the announcement of who, who was winning. Cause yeah, um, that, that, that eye was all fucked up. Hopefully he's able to, uh, get that corrected. Um, but yeah, oh, what's yeah. the rest of the card though? Overall, uh, I, thought, I thought it was a great night of fights to be honest. I'm, the only thing that kind of sucked was the Bantamweight co-main 
Uh, I think a lot of people thought Sean O'Malley was going to come out and have a hell of a performance, but uh, kind of had a weird tweak there that ultimately cost him the, the fight. That could be possibly the Dylan effect for all yeah. those out who know it. <laughs> you know, the the problem with Sean O'Malley is, man, he, he's like a – it's like Samuel L. Jackson in the Unbreakable or whatever. It just it, this isn't uh, the first fight where where he's had leg injuries. I'm not sure if it's the same one. I haven't really looked into it too much. I've been kind of kind of busy this last weekend. But um, yeah, the the first time he fought on one leg and uh, the dude just had like the worst fight IQ ever. He started like shooting in on him as the end of the end of the last round, and he kind of just won off his back. Still, I think Sean O'Malley is a beast. Um, for what he is, I don't think he's ever really going to be at that level. Uh, a lot of guys get tested really early and just kind of don't pan out once you get to that level. So, Dylan, you're right. I, I didn't even think about the fact that you were you were pulling for this dude. You said it was one of your favorite fighters, and you were excited to see him fight. And I completely forgot about that. I think you're right, dude. Yep, the yep. Dylan effect <laughs> totally uh, fucked him up. Man. Wow. Yeah, I just don't understand. You can't make this shit up. And we say it, it's repetitive. Every every week we might have a Dylan effect. Uh, uh, I should just shut my mouth, you know, because Sean O'Malley, dude. I mean, I wanted him to win. He was my most anticipated fight. Um, I mean, I kind of broke even because I also said within the same tweet that I had uh, Stipe uh, winning that fight as well against DC. So I did break off even there. Uh, but just to see that happen, man, it just... He just kind of like he was going in for like a kick or, or switching position. I'm not too sure what happened. It was just like he his leg kind of twi- twisted. And he was, I mean, I follow him on Instagram. He had a video a day or two ago just dancing. So his leg seems fine. Um, it's not broken as I saw in one of the earlier reports that came out. Uh, so that that's good. I hope he has a speedy recovery. And uh, I'm not sure if this is his last fight of the year. Uh, probably is. I'm not too sure how many he, he had signed up for for 2020, but. Hope to see him again soon, because uh, I love the energy that it brings to the um, octagon, and he kind of reminds me of almost like a like a young McGregor. Maybe not to that like statute or status, um, but he, he he has a lot of energy and he's cocky, and I, I can get behind that. No, I, uh, I I know what you're saying when you say he has that same energy. Uh, he's very charismatic. Um, I think it's a big shout out to Cheeto Vera, man. Like he he's a beast. Uh, not a lot of guys knew about him. I think this fight kind of spotlighted him but uh you know looking back the stuff i'm watching is that um it was like a low low leg calf kick and it, it like when they do that sometimes it just deadens people's nerves um henry cejudo dealt with a similar thing in uh the dj fight that he ended up winning in the first round kind of rallied back from it but i mean that's a fight game like it's super unpredictable that's a big thing i like about it to be honest yeah, and what I mean by like his attitude, and Moxie that um, O'Malley has, um, the Sugar Show, man, the, the the show that he brings, he I didn't even realize this until after the fact, but apparently his hair color, because he likes to change his hair colors and different shit, was a replication of Vera's country flag. So, um, for those little inside information there, so kind of like that, like little hidden um, uh, trash talk without the talking. Oh, 100%. And I mean, that that's what I'm saying. He's a, yeah, he's a personality. You know what I mean? Um, it, it kind of backfired. I think uh, Marlon Vera didn't really get shook from that, but that's where you kind of see shades of uh, Conor McGregor. Exactly. Um, the earlier heavyweight fight of the night, This and this was something that kind of caught me off guard. One, I didn't know Junior Dos Santos was still fighting. And two, when, I, when they played the tail of the tape, I was expecting to see a number like 45. 46 next to this dude's name. The dude's only 36. I feel like I've been watching this man since I was in junior high. And when I seen that he was only five years older than me, I, it blew my mind. Um, I can't pronounce any. I'm sure you can pronounce the other guy's name. Um, but uh, that dude's Jack. a badass. And yeah. uh, he came in there and uh, was just straight business. Yep. Jay Zeno. In uh, uh, round yep. two. Yep. Rosenstrike. He, um, from what I've seen, he's very like Dutch kickboxer-esque. Um, and th- that's the thing about heavyweights is the longevity, like Junior Dos Santos kind of just shot up the rank. Like they're, they weren't calling him the right name. Same with like Cain Velasquez. They'd be like, Kai Ian Velasquez and stuff like that. But they just shoot up in a few good performances. Um, I think that's kind of turning over right now in the heavyweight division. You're seeing a lot of young blood, like Tom Aspinall's, uh, Tanner Bozier's, 
um there's this french dude that's fucking kicking everyone's ass uh he's a uh, francis Ngannou's training partner which speaking of that i mean that uh this guy here um you know looked like uh absolutely like a million bucks but i uh, got his ass handed to him by Naganu. i wouldn't mind seeing them fight again i don't know if it was a fluke thing i mean you know, Francis Nagano is uh, an absolute monster, so that could have been, um, you know, just uh, a tale of just uh, one guy being a lot better than the other. But I'd like to see them run again because this guy uh, definitely seems like uh, he's no joke. And that was definitely um, one of the better fights of the night, I thought, just because, I don't know. Um, I do like when they go the distance, you know, in the mains, when, especially when you got two talented guys like Steve Payne in a DC, and there's all kinds of stuff surrounding it like, this you know it being DC's final match and all that stuff and um, if if uh, Stipe could uh, you know hold off one more time and, and defend that thing and really uh, you know etch his name in the heavyweight ranks but um yeah I uh, I, I do also enjoy at the same time seeing a guy get his apps you know his fucking brains beat the fuck in um, oh, that's, yeah. that's an exciting part of uh, this <laughs> sport well that's how it is at heavyweights I mean. Uh when you look at the black beast dude he's got the most heavyweight knockouts and a lot of these fights uh he's losing before he just wins in dramatic fashion but jarzino uh rosenstrike he's the truth man i watched up uh some youtube because i was like super wrong about him versus ganu but i thought he was about to teach him a lesson um even in that fight man he kind of uh he slipped a few of the punches was kind of like swaying around but then like he got bum rushed, but the thing with bum rushing is if if that's all you can really do, you are a bum. You know what I mean. So I'm not saying Nganu is a bum, but uh, I think he does have a lot of deficiencies that he needs to shore up. Absolutely. Um, and um, to move because the next couple of fight cards that are coming um, are going to be pretty fucking dope. Um, the next one being very exciting. But before we get into that, Dylan, I kind of stepped on you, man. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that um, with Stipe, I mean, you have to think. I mean, from outside looking in, he he has to be like disrespected to a, a certain standpoint. Why why is he not um, you know one of the the top dogs in UFC? Why is he not getting the respect from Dana White? Um, maybe lining him up with better competition or. Um, making him like more of the face of UFC. Cause he, I think he's proven himself that he's probably one of the best, if not the best. Oh, no, you, you, he's, he's the goat and you're absolutely right. He should get more recognition, but I mean, this is the fight business. I mean, same reason, like, you know, at an armchair MMA, I'm dressing up in my smoking jacket with a cigar in my hand, and some scotch. Cause you're just trying to separate yourself from someone, but he just, he's not charismatic. He sounds like fucking boom Hauer. You know what I mean? And like I, I really like him. He's a he's a humble guy, and he's like an everyman to a st- an extent. But um, he's just not marketable marketable in that sense. Yeah, he's just like your average guy, and I'm, you kind of like hit the nail on the head there. Um, because he could probably just be walking in the streets of Cleveland, just like any normal person. And some people might not even re- even recognize him. He just is that average guy. Well, and uh, he's just like he's with a hairstyle right now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> No, I, I feel you, man. Uh, I mean, he, he's going to go down. It, a lot of these guys, like George St. Pierre, uh, there's a revisionist history to where they get their, their credit due in the later, like once their career is over or when it's in its like twilight. And I, I think he's still putting down a body of work and there's still tests in front of him, like Francis Ngannou, that are much like sexier to like focus on. Like, man, this guy's knocking people's heads into the third row. So. Speaking of, I'm glad you brought up GSP because um, I didn't think about it uh, earlier when we were going on pre-production. But um, he was briefly, you know, in the news maybe, I don't know, a month ago or so, talking about how um, he wouldn't mind coming back out to uh, um, to fight Khabib if, uh, you know, if he gets past, uh, you know, Gaethje. And um, if, if uh, Khabib does win the next fight, I mean, it's hard to say that he won't because that, that kid is a fucking absolute machine. But um, do you see that super fight happening if, you know, looking forward, looking ahead? GSP is the super fight. Like, he's the guy that you talk and talk about and, like, surround them all around. Like, where uh, 
like BJ Penn came up and fought that super fight with him, jumped up a weight class. There's talks of him versus Anderson Silva. So I, I don't know if we'll get it, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> GSP, uh, I'm sure he's very impressed with uh, Habib's performance. So I, 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 I think that's the only fight he would take. I don't think he wants any part of Justin Gaethje if he does win, which just, Justin Gaethje's a beast, man. Trevor Whitman, um, is Justin Gaethje's coach. This, this dude's like not only one of the best boxing coaches, uh, for MMA, but he's like making gloves. So there isn't eye pokes like, uh, in DC and steep a, but I don't know. Hopefully, uh, UFC takes a look into him. Was, I know it was on the Joe Rogan podcast. All right. And I'm going to ask a couple questions for, for the casual people out there that only maybe watch UFC and uh, when they see a, a McGregor or a Jones on the card, you know, that's basically they follow. But um, speaking of Khabib, I mean, do you see him and Connor ever fighting um, in the future? And then, um, you know, John Jones as well. Earlier this week, it was weird. The same day, I think within hours, one yeah. one tweet said, you know, I'm done with UFC. Like they don't want to renegotiate or anything. I'm, um, you know, relinquishing the light heavyweight title. Thanks for the memories, blah, blah, blah. And then like an hour or two, seriously, maybe even shorter than that. The next tweet's like, oh, the UFC decided they want to negotiate and I'm going to move up to heavyweight and, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So um, to uh, off my first question, yeah, do you, do you see Khabib and, and, and Connor fighting in the future? Uh, you know, it all depends. Like the Justin Gaethje, uh, I I did. Like I was saying, man, since like World Series of Fighting days, he's been a dog. He's like a he's the fighter that like people really need to start watching, like win or lose or draw. You need to like pay attention to Justin Gaethje. But say, you know, Habib loses to him. He might not fight again. Um, A big thing is like his dad was his coach. His dad just died of covid in the last few months. So, I mean, his career is very up in the air. He, I could see him retiring after this fight, coming back, and then fighting like GSP, almost like they're both out of retirement, and like doing that at 170 or something, maybe. And then, so, um, I mean, I was gonna say, just and it kind of depends on what Connor wants to do as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, can never I mean, he he's, he's retired how many times? You know, in the past yeah. year, fucking like a dozen, Baker's dozen at this point. Um, if he doesn't get his way, he's like a fucking child. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, John Jones. I mean, do you think the UFC? Because um, the one thing I was wondering too, because he wants to get the bigger bucks, and you know, deservingly so. I mean, he's had his fuck ups, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, he's the, you know he's the marquee um, name, uh, you know, and uh, where all the bright lights shine on when he when he's fighting, and uh, he's the fucking shit too. At the end of the day, when it comes to fighting, but um, do you think they come to an agreement, um, and then? Do you think uh, he immediately gets a title shot, or, or uh, does he go against Ngannou, or what would you think would be the the route there? Mm. I mean, that's that's tough to say, man. There's like Anthony Rumble Johnson um, is talking about coming back, so like you could do like any type of fights with John Jones, but uh, I, I believe he just gave up the light heavyweight title. I, I need to like look more into it. Um, and he's like saying he's sitting out, but staying in the the testing pool for the next six months, which to me is like, like you're saying, it's like a, a tactic for negotiations. I do think we're going to see him back. I mean, I don't think he's just going to ice himself in in uh, the second half of his career like this. But I think uh, light heavyweight's a pretty scary division right now. Any one of these guys can knock him out at any point. And uh, I think the next uh, logical step is heavyweight. Which you could throw him in the title right away. You could, I mean, you can do whatever you want. The guys earned it at this point. I, although I do think he lost his last two fights. Yeah, that last one was fucking rough. A rough watch. But yeah. man, John Jones at heavyweight is just a scary thought. But I mean, his brothers are gigantic too, so I'm sure he'd be able to, oh, to yeah. pack on, you know, the 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 weight and the muscle to uh, to get in with the big boys. Yeah, he's got he's got better genetics than I do. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, um, and then. I wanted to get because you know we got UFC uh, 253 coming um, a month from now, and um, like I told you in pre-production, uh, Israel Adesanya, Stylebender is, is absolutely my favorite fighter right now. Um, I, I think uh, what he can do in the ring is, is awesome. He's kind of like um, like a diet John Jones. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and he can eventually be, you know, in the, those same ranks too. I know those guys, guys kind of had a back and forth for a while last year, but he's got probably, and maybe not even probably, he he has the toughest test um, so far in his career um, against Paulo Costa. They're both undefeated, even though Costa kind of snuck one out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought, uh, I thought he. Well, I don't know. The thing with Yell Romero fights is. It, they're very strange. All of them are very strange. So he's a beast, but it's always like pretty controversial. Sometimes he like shits his pants mid fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always something around it. Yeah, exactly. The real thing. What's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. He shit his pants before, and then he just like <laughs> on another away. fight, he just like yeah, another fight, he just uh. It's like hung out on a stool for like a good minute or so afterwards. Like, oh, I, uh, I'm cool, Ben. I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, your own mayo is fucking cool, though, to be honest. I don't know. He's like way know, cooler than me shitting my pants on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna make fun of him, that's for sure. He shit his pants, it's probably the coolest thing. Yeah. That's you do, you man. Um, yeah, but he was like fighting like a, like a robot boxer the last time I saw him. Wasn't he fighting uh, Adesanya? Oh, it was so weird. Like, yeah, he, it was like one of the worst fights, and uh, and in my opinion, in that division, like when you think about a, like a bad fight and uh, middleweight, like it, that was uh, about on par with like Damian Maia versus Anderson Silva, which is like widely considered one of the worst fights for a heavy or a middleweight yeah, title. It literally looked like he lost internet connection mid fight. I mean, he just like <laughs> he froze and like started like yeah, up and down, weird fucking movements, and it yeah. was a mess. No, man, yeah, I feel it. Uh... I think you're, you're right to like Israel Asanya, man. He's the truth. He was fighting in glory kickboxing, which was on, I don't know, like Spike TV or some shit like that. I haven't seen it lately. Um, but yeah, he, he's the truth, dude. Like he, he's been starched before in kickboxing too. Uh, he's not, you know, just like never has lo- have, have lost a match. But I think he's going to beat uh, Costa. I just think uh, the fact that they're in a smaller cage is kind of a, a valid talking point everyone's talking about right now because uh, uh, Paulo Costa really like pushes into people. He just moves forward. He's like a fucking steamed uh, steam train. Yeah. And um, I, I like, cause I like that he's uh you know, braggadocious, you know, he's got uh you know, he's kind of a character outside of the ring. Like right now, you know, he's rocking pink hair and dangly earrings and stuff. And Hey, He's a champ. He's got the belt around his shoulder, so he can do the fuck he wants. He can walk around, you know, his dick hanging off if he wants to. He's the man. And um Oh, he's got I think style, he's really same agent. I just I heard him on Joe Rogan a couple podcasts. I just think he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. And um I like yeah, I like what he represents and he's just he's been exciting. You know, not counting that last fight, of course, but he's been exciting and, and obviously if he beats uh, you know, Paulo Costa here, that's that's three three big dogs right there in a row. It'd be interesting to see how, cause I was talking to, uh, I'm in a group chat with, uh, my boy Ryan Gauze and, um, our three of our, um, our friend, uh, Paul Tippy. And nice. uh, we were talking yes, about, always, that's a, that's my little MMA group chat. Nice. And we were just talking about, you know, where would, uh, uh, Stylebender go after this fight? Because, um, you know, like I said, he, he knocked off probably the top three guys right there in that division. So it'd be interesting to kind of see, uh, what what uh, would be ma- mapped out for him? But you can't look past cost, like you said. It's a smaller cage, and unfortunately, I, th- I think he's gonna kind of have to fight a little bit like he did last fight, just because he's gonna be having to avoid some fucking bombs um, that whole time, and he's gonna be, be basically kicking granite. So, yeah, uh, I, I think there is gonna be a lot of uh, up against the cage, kind of clinched up, double underhooks, stuff like that. It might not be as exciting as everyone thinks it is. I think right. there's going to be spirits of that though. Yeah. Cause For I mean, sure. he is not, uh, you know, very much different from, from Romero as far as yep. kind of their, their fighting styles and stuff yeah. uh, and shape too. But yeah, uh, they both look like we'll see what happens. I, I think, I think uh, and I hope that uh, Adesanya kind of learned maybe from last fight what he needs to do. And I hope, I hope it's not a, just a fucking Floyd Mayweather style type thing where he's just going to be kind of running away the whole time. Yeah. But um, I think Costa well, at the same time learned that Romero. He can't be like Romero. Like if you're not the ch- if you're the challenger, you gotta you gotta go and win the fucking fight. You can't kind of uh, think you know try to land a couple shots and think you're gonna win the, the judges over because we've seen that uh, it it doesn't always go or really usually doesn't go 
uh, the way you think it would. No, 100%. And I, I think it's in his best interest to uh, kind of fight like that, to kind of point fight him. Uh, the, that's how a lot of people like um, GSP, you know, I, everyone didn't like him because he was a little risk adverse. But you're going against tanks right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Of, I was going to say, outside of Adesanya and Costa, I mean, what other fights would you be most anticipating? Because um, I'm looking at the remaining of this card and nothing really is popping to me um so i'll probably be just tuning into the main event but how about yourself yeah. uh you know I, i'm i'm just on cbs boards to fucking get the main card real quick but like jan blahovich versus dominic reyes that's a good fight man these two dudes are tough i could see it going to the dish uh going to the distance but jan blahovich knocks fucking <laughs> knocks people out man so so is reyes they just fought a lot of like formerly 185ers so it's interesting to see uh two guys on that level fighting together. Hakeem Duwadu is a beast. Uh, so is Zubair. Uh, I don't know. It's like Tukogov or something. And uh, Kai Kara France. He's another dude that fights out of city boxing gym with, uh, with Israel Adesanya. He's just one of those little guys, but he's a tough dude. Another kickboxer. It's like, a, it's a good, uh, it's not a lot of sexy names, but it's a good main card. I can dig that. Um, I'm stoked. I can't wait to watch. I told Paul and Gauz we got to get together on that. We'll have to see what what you're up to. You may be, uh, you know, slinging some dishes by then, which we'll <laughs> yeah, get yeah. into uh, here more in depth. I got a couple last more questions to run with the MMA stuff. Um, but we were talking about John Jones is trying to negotiate for for a bigger contract. He wants more money. Uh, I'm I'm a component of all these fighters getting more money for what they do, and um, I was wondering. And because right now you, you got to think that uh, UFC is probably you know losing a, a substantial amount of change right now, not having live crowds, and um, you know being able to get all that extra money on the side from that, and um, only being able to uh, perform at, at certain spaces rather than going to uh, different arenas and being able to uh, come to agreements with different cities and whatnot. But um, in a, in a normal, if we ever get to a normal world. Again, uh, what do you think it would take for fighters to get paid more? Uh, you know, like getting together. They've tried to make fighter unions, and it just doesn't work out because it's, you know, it, these fighters, they're just, they're everyman. You know what I mean? Like they have families, and they're trying to support them, and they don't get paid a lot. A lot of them don't do it for that. You know what I mean? Like that's, I never really was interested in fighting because it's like, you know, hey, maybe someday I could do this and be a millionaire. You know what I mean? But I, I think it's to the point to where we're starting to realize that this isn't the safest sport in the world, although it's much safer than, you know, the numbers wise in terms of like NFL. There's a lot more like brain injury than there is a lot of uh, an MMA record showing right now. I was just going to say um, now, like you said, that I kind of like private contractors and they don't get paid a lot. And that's the that's the yep. thing there where, you know. They have to like be fighting, risking their lives, and obviously their face, and uh, they're just you know at the, at the end of the day hoping that they get the 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 best fight, kind or the best fight bonus. Yep. No, I, I, you're right. That's what uh that's where we're going with. I I think uh for them to for them to get paid more, they kind of do have to sit out, and and it sucks uh, like saying that as a fan, but you have to kind of like know your worth. And not be willing to take, you know, the bare minimum because UFC is a big business and they know what they're doing. They're like tons of lawyers that they, they draft these contracts and uh, there's like stipulations in it that like, you know, like UFC games, they don't get paid much for that. They kind of like sell their rights away as like who they are in these contracts. Yes, sir. Um, and as most of you by this point know, um, this this entire episode basically was just a lot of MMA talk. We haven't really uh, touched on it too much um, in previous episodes, but uh, you know, Jake he has his own YouTube channel, Armchair MMA, where he gets into a lot of this stuff. And um, why don't you kind of talk to the people about it and how they can follow you and whatnot? I appreciate, it, man. Um, yeah, it's Armchair MMA on YouTube. Uh, it's like YouTube Armchair MMA, whatever. Um, it's just like it was something I made keep in contact with my dad like that's where uh i you know half the joy is just talking about my dad or talking to my dad before the fights and you know what's going on we do little one dollar bets like all right well i bet this guy you got 
next one. But um, stayed uh, staying in contact with my uh, friends and stuff and turned into, you know, a couple more people subscribed and it's a little passion project of mine. Yeah, no doubt. And um, I, I like I like the, the videos. They're, they're, they're brief. You know, they're not super long, which some of these guys out here, they'll try to put on 30, 40 minute videos. And it's like, dude, I kind of just want to get, um, you know, a review or a preview and get your take on it. And let's move on to the next rather than each thing being a 20 minute segment. Oh, 100 percent. Um, and I, like I said, I like the kind of short form, and um, I like that uh, you're kind of in a different spot every time too. You're not not in just one spot. Like the other day, you just did it right there, uh, you know, in the car for a good yep. nine ten minutes, and yep. um, I enjoy it because, like I said, I'm I'm uh, you know a little bit beyond an intermediate fan, and that's good to kind of learn um, a little more about each guy or somebody I might have caught. Uh, you know, on the undercard or, you know, one of the first fighters on the main card that I may not have recognized or know anything about. And uh, also even learn about guys that I do know about. So I definitely recommend people out there. If you're a big MMA uh, fan, definitely check out armchair MMA, um, especially the first two videos on the page. Um, those are uh, very interesting and not <laughs> quite, uh, you know, an MMA type thing, but uh, yeah. definitely some kind of entertaining content to say the least. We uh, took the channel in a different direction. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you tried, did a couple test runs. and uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen those, Dylan? No, I have not seen the the, the first two, you said? Yeah, yeah. You got to definitely check them out. Um, it's uh, not suitable for work. No. Uh, <laughs> make sure the kids aren't around. It's just yeah. um, some great stuff. Shout out. And I'm going to call him this now. Uh, he's got a new moniker, you know, thanks to uh, Lake High School. But Thomas... Was it Hoffman, right? Thomas, Thomas Hoffman, Hoffman, dude. My, I think my he brother. needs to roll with that, and yep. um, that needs to be his new thing. I think Hoffman's a great, great uh, name there, and uh, roll with that. But I put Thomas, his name as that in our uh, group chat. Yeah, I yeah, it's what I'm saying. It's, I, I like it. Keep it, and uh, just adds a little, you know, a little <laughs> more uh, zest to him. But yeah. um, what are uh, you know, what are the plans for the channel? What you know, as far as future goes, you're gonna start having maybe some of your friends on or guests. Uh, I yep. definitely, me and Dylan would love to uh, return the favor in the future. Come on with 100%. you. And uh, we'll man. definitely be plugging the, the channel too in the uh, episode description and, and uh, on the social medias as well. But yeah, oh, what yeah. are uh, some of the future plans with this? Man, I, I, uh, I, I do have like a lot of plans, like just the last video. I, like we said, shout out to Thomas, shout out to my buddy Dustin, letting me <laughs> do this, uh, do this podcast on his computer right now. And then my buddy, Mark Mata, um, He's the one that kind of edits the videos. We're trying to get maybe like a logo going on or like an intro video and put a little music behind it. Just like a little experimenting experimentation here and there. But I would love to get like my buddies on. Like I said, I'd love to get or like you said, I'd love to get you guys on. Um, I just need to figure it out how to do it, dude. I'm like I never had a computer in school and stuff like that. So I'm like I'm on YouTube and fucking Google. <laughs> so I'm like doing it as I go. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and Dylan will tell you himself, uh, YouTube is uh, God, you know. Anything you really need to know and be taught, you'll find it on there and kind of can teach yourself. Dylan's, got, you know, Yo. edits the show, does some graphics, all kinds of different shit. And nice, man. For the most part, I think it didn't take you that long to learn how to do some of that stuff, right? No, not at all. I mean, it's just YouTube is the encyclopedia to life. It's It really is. Yo. It just... It really opens your eyes to how to do everything. You don't need really help on anything. I mean, not only of how to do things, but way to do things, um, home remedies, uh, DIY projects. You don't have to need, you don't need anything. Stop wasting your money on contractors, (laughs) you know, do it yourself. But yeah, I I mean, I've found even software, even software really like on not even how to do it, but software that's free, um, saves money in the long run and it gets the quality just as what we want it. Exactly. Yeah, dude, I just and, made a... YouTube, um, like I said, you can learn everything on YouTube except what to do if your stepsister falls into a dryer. You got to go to a different site for that. But um, other than that, yeah, yeah YouTube she... can uh, show you it all. Yep. I just made a uh, rosemary vinaigrette last night off of YouTube, man. Okay. Some there we Gordon go. Ramsay shit. There we, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna definitely want to know some more about that here in a minute. But um, we wanted to get. Uh, the point of view of, of – and you're a server by trade. Yeah. Um, yep. You recently got a new job. 
And uh, but before that, you know, you were you were in the thick of it, man. Um, you're a server in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, and I know that uh, it definitely had to affect you. And we were just kind of wondering, maybe what ways it affected you, and and kind of how were you able to maybe overcome that? And um, I mean, did it all make make you consider going a different route career wise, or you know, all that stuff? Yeah, man. It uh, I like how you like it. <laughs> And you were going through it. It's like I'm like the book of Eli or something. Uh, no, it, it was cool, man. I, I got kicked, uh, not kicked out for a little bit, but they get shut down for a little bit. And I was on an unemployment for a couple weeks. They called me back. It has been like slow because I work, I live, uh, work downtown and so much shit's like closed down, like ball games, stuff like that, which brings in a lot of business. But there's a lot of, uh, I mean, like I love serving. I'm kind of aging out in it, but it's like very yes sir, no sir. Um, you're like nice to these people, and you just like people are going in to like not have to do dishes when they uh, when they leave, or you know, just have people bring drinks to them. They can like sit down and talk and kind of forget about their day and unwind. And like I like being a part of that, like legitimately. I think uh, you know to to get paid to do that's kind of like a loophole in my opinion. So. Coming from customer service myself, I absolutely hate it. I will promise myself that I will never go to customer service ever again. Yeah. And I really hope I don't Dylan affect myself, not gone wood. But, yeah. you know, we'll see no, what like happens. People- I'm going to hit the reset button here in December. Oh, for sure. People have been like really cool, man. Like the other day I got my best tip ever. Like it was this really cool seven top came in. They gave me like a hundred dollars on like 120, like people being like super supportive. And, uh, I think it's like times like this where you do see communities banding together. That's dope, man. I like that. And, um, I, I told you in pre-production, which, you know, I, I hope it doesn't rub you the wrong way, but I, I haven't been out to a restaurant since this whole thing's happened. <laughs> Not at all. And dude. I'm a big 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 component of, of doordash grubhub you know etc where you can kind of get you know the, the quality restaurant quality food delivered to the house um it's all uh no contact either which is great uh, i wish they would have had that years ago where i you know i wouldn't have to talk to the fucking awkward ass 18 year old <laughs> pizza guy yeah i don't sign on the receipt just leave the shit on the on the uh porch there and, and and get on with your day please yeah you like smell him smell the weed on him as he's yeah. walking up to your house yeah it's that you know <laughs> there's always there's two different delivery guys you're gonna have the snotty nose fucking 18 year old kid that doesn't give a fuck yeah and then you got the fucking <laughs> try hard 40 year old guy that takes <laughs> all the pride in the world in his job and he's gonna make oh, sure yeah. that you get that shit on time it's piping hot it's got everything you ordered on it and um, yeah, so those are the guys I, I do appreciate those guys, but 100%. overall, it's been great to not have to even look or smell, talk to anybody, make small talk. I hate doing that, but yeah, oh, um, shout shout out to the the pizza guys that like tuck their shirts in when they're walking up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I have a, I have one of them ring cameras, so I'll watch them walk up, and uh, yeah, they kind of some of them will, will really prep themselves as they walk up, <laughs> which is like whatever, man. I'm only, That's we're only going to have like a two minute dialogue, but <laughs> no, whatever you want to do. It's a first impression. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're probably getting well, the pizza with no shirt, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's the thing too. Uh, rarely tip. am I, am I in a shirt at my house? So uh, when they deliver, I usually do wait until they drive away before I do walk out and grab my shit. A couple of times they'll sit there and wait until, you know, you grab it to make sure they got the right spot. So they've gotten a little show, but um, for the most mm-hmm. part, um yeah no contact great shit um 100 but uh the show our show here we're, we're big uh food guys yeah you know drinks all that stuff and um we uh every time we have a guest on we're always interested to kind of get uh maybe some of their favorite spots favorite dishes um you know what you're sipping on these days you kind of filled me in earlier um but i don't i don't think dylan got to hear but as far as yeah what you're drinking and uh give us some of your favorite uh dishes man Okay. Um, yeah, man. You know, I'll, I'll tell you. I just went to, uh, I think, what's it called? Like, uh, Hard or something. It, it was like this, um, this Indian place. But yeah, I went to that place. It was, it was awesome, man. I got like a lamb masala or something like that. Um, B Blows is right down the road from me. I think they have like some of the best Mediterranean food around. Big into uh, grape leaves, kibbe uh hummus. 
I'm into that. I'm into like the Mediterranean stuff. Um, kebabs for sure, all goddamn day, and uh, and definitely enjoy a good gyro. Let me get that lamb. Let me get that lamb cut off yes. the fucking rotating, just fucking hunk of, of meat right there. I get it, me. man. I get you know it, dude. Saying? I want to get one of those. I don't know what the cost would be, but I would love to just stick, even just some steaks, whatever, and just have that motherfucker yeah. rotate around. And uh, I would just have it for my own personal pleasure. But those things well, are I, great. Yeah, I listened to uh, the podcast with Chelsea Miller. Um, you know, Tuesday hot dog day at Tony Paco's, where you get like a two dollar fucking chili dog. I, I think, I think that needs to be thrown in there, because you know I eat some Rudy's too when I'm feeling a little dirty. <laughs> but but uh, that two dollar hot dog, you can't beat, man. Yeah, exactly. They're world famous for a reason. Tony Packles all day. We were having a discussion um, the other day. I think uh, it was Chad Stall and a couple other people said that they um, hate. They don't. They don't fuck with Tony Packles hot dogs. They don't consider them hot dogs. Um, I, and I know that's a whole okay. other topic too. But okay. um, big fan of Tony Packles. I do fuck with Rudy's as well. But like you said, yeah, you got to roll up in there. Um, you know. 12 o'clock in the afternoon when you got just got done, you know, getting hammered till five in the morning, clothes are dirty. Um, you know, I mean, deodorant on, and uh, that's kind of the condition you got to be in to uh, enjoy what they serve up over there. But, um, that's sir. Yeah. And I gotta I, say, since we're on the topic of hot dogs, the, the freeway lane of hot dogs, right? Yeah. I got, I got the, I got the question Eastern for lane. you. You, also brought, you brought up hummus as well. And I got to bring up a product here that is, it goes great with hummus, not only pita bread. But Snack Factory's Pretzel Crisp are absolutely amazing for hummus of any kind. I mean, You're you got to try it. Yeah, you got to try it. If you like pretzels, <laughs> you like hummus, get the Snack Factory Pretzel Crisp. They have the plain salted pretzels. They have uh, cheddar, sour cream, and onion. Um, you can get it all. The garlic and chives, I believe, as well. Um, oh, but yeah, that Snack man. Factory Pretzel Crisp. Now, as far as my question goes... And I almost forgot it because I, I got this, the the pretzel crisp on my mind. Um, is the hot dog question? Yep. Now, what? Out of and, 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 and we're not including ketchup and mustard. That's basic. What are your top three must-haves on a hot dog? I mean, it, if you like must have it on a hot dog, it's obviously going to be chili and cheese and onion. I would think, but like, I think the real question we're asking the wrong questions here. It's mustard over ketchup. Am I wrong? Because mustard's so diverse. You are wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry to oh, tell you, man. Uh, you are wrong. Uh, used to be used to be a ketchup and mustard guy. Um, then I grew my first curly and then moved strictly to uh, mustard. And oh no, uh, yeah, I'm. T- that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm pro mustard. Oh, I thought like I could. Maybe I heard wrong. I thought you did say ketchup. I, I might have said wrong. Mustard. Yeah, oh. I might have said in that wrong. case, then you were 100 percent correct. Yes. Yeah, mustard just it's like the. It's like the cigars as opposed to the cigarettes of ketchups. Yeah, or cigar cigar to like um to black and mild. Yes. Yeah, it's fucking you know? perfect, dude. <laughs> I do and, and don't get me wrong, ketchup I I fuck with ketchup with other things, you know, your french fries, yeah. burger. I I'll get it on a burger, some other thing. I, I actually put it some people will probably crucify me, but I put it on my eggs. Um but mm-hmm. um mustard, yeah, on, on the hot dog all day. Dylan, I know you're you're a stadium mustard guy. I do fuck with some stadium yeah. mustard as well. Yes. Um, brown I'm on some of my subs. But yeah, big big uh, mustard guy. Yep. It's just so diverse, dude. You got your honey mustards, you got your spicy mustards, and oh, everything. Honey mustard, man. Lake Lake High School had a tremendous honey mustard uh, that went with their nuggets. Tremendous honey Make mustard. Make you fly eyes. Oh, every time. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Shout out to uh, and, and do you remember Joe Lewis? Oh, dude, yeah, oh, dude, and tinfoil. Joe Lewis it, from Lake High School. <laughs> oh, yes. Shout out to Tinfoil, too. I don't know if they're still yeah, out touring. I'm sure the, uh, <laughs> they need to come the back pandemic <laughs> kind of stalled them, but hopefully things get back going uh, afterwards. That was but a bad, dude. Joe Lewis um, used to sell us you know, candy on the side real cheap. Okay. Uh, you know, who knows where he got it from? I ain't a snitch. But, no. uh, yeah, he used, to, he used to have the, the cheap uh, – candy and snack sales on the side during lunch <laughs> like and pulls also, out his fucking trench coat and with each candy purchase you get a tinfoil uh, bumper sticker <laughs> have it, oh, did he have inside of like some big trench coat he opened up <laughs> yeah 
Kind of, yeah. Like, like a book bag. Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. It was tremendous. Yeah, it was great. You, you like half off candy. Them. Half off candy around that bitch. Um, a couple more things, though, before you got to hear, Jake. First yeah. being, um, knowing what you know today, uh, what is one thing you would tell your 18-year-old self? Uh don't put fucking those 22s on that fucking Cadillac you bought from your grandpa. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that car. Oh, yeah. but I, I can hear the noise you. right now. You're making a right turn. I'm sorry. Could you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I said, I, I definitely remember them, them wheels. I remember. Oh, okay. I can also hear the noise right now of you making oh, a right turn. Oh, dude. That was such a bad idea. Uh, no, honestly, though, dude, I, I would say, like, what you guys are doing right now, man, I feel like, Bobby, you should have done this, like, years and years ago you're like perfect right up your alley dylan you're awesome you know what i mean I, like we just met obviously today but um just do what you're doing man if you have interest in it if like i was really big into mma at the time i was really big into battle rap at the time like go to somewhere and try to battle rap if you're into stand-up like go to an open mic you know what i mean just put oh, yourself yeah. out there yeah i feel that and i appreciate the, the words man i, I wish we would have got started a long time ago too when there was you know, a lot less uh, fish in the sea right now. Podcast world is, uh, well, dude, this crazy. is awesome. Man. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's a very fun hobby at the end of the day, um, and I I enjoy doing it. I know Dylan does. Um, but trying to get some growth, and the thing that sucks most is is uh, garnering support from like local people that you know, friends, family. That's harder than it is getting random people, which is what I've come to find out. And one of the more yeah. aggravating things about trying to get you know something off the ground like this, but. Um, at its core podcasting is really fun and, and it gives you a reason to have people like yourself on like you know we've kept in touch you know on socials and whatnot over the years but it's been a very long time since we've had you know an, a legitimate conversation and even though it's over the airwaves and we're not in person but it's still uh you know it's nice man and, and it's uh, one of my favorite parts about being able to do this for sure dude this has been awesome man um i had a lot of fun i've been wanting to do something like this for a while and i appreciate you guys having me on here for real Absolutely. But, Jake, before you get you out of here, you got to enter the yep. fucking TSP arena. Make sure you dust off your shoes before you enter. You know, and get ready, man. Get that head. I'm shadow boxing right now. Tie that on. Tie that motherfucker tight. <laughs> Take one of Dustin's headbands. I know he's got quite a few. He's got quite a there. few, dude. Uh, I know he does. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Put one on because uh, you're about to enter in the arena and play a little this okay. or that. This is the TSP edition of This or That. T minus 90 Here we seconds. Go. Jake, Furby or Tamagotchi? Tamagotchi. Breakfast or dinner? Uh, dinner, for sure. Uh, amusement park or T water minus park? 80 seconds. Water park, you can hang out on the side. Shower or bath? Bath all day, baby. Goldfish or Cheez Its? T minus uh, 70 seconds. I guess Cheez Its. Arcade or laser tag? Laser tag. Chipotle or Taco Bell? Minus Hard or soft shell tacos? Hard shell. Superhero or super villains? Uh, dark superheroes. Couch or recliner? Recliner, armchair MMA. Snowball or water balloon fight? <laughs> water balloon fight. Fake or real Christmas seconds. tree? Uh, I have a fake one. Muffins or cupcakes? Cupcakes. Romance or loyalty? T-minus 30 seconds. Uh, loyalty. Socks or barefoot? Socks. Jeans or sweats? Jeans. Zip-up or pullover hoodie? T-minus 20 seconds. Zip-up. Soup or sandwich? 15 sandwich. seconds. Here we go. Let's go one right here. Smoothies or milkshakes? Smoothies. Spaghetti Ten, or Alfredo? Nine, nine, eight, eight, seven, Pen or pencil? Six, five, uh, four, pen. three, Tent two, or RV camping? One. Zero. Mm, ten. And lastly, rock or rap? Uh, rap, hip hop. Bang, Jake Sample, you just survived this or that TSP edition. You can now you, man. walk out of the TSP arena with your badge of honor, and uh, you made it, man. Yeah, I think you did pretty well. You zipped right through most of those. Some people get caught up, and uh, you were just firing them away, man. So. We salute He's you, got man. From the heart. Um, I appreciate you coming out with us, man. It's been great. We're definitely going to bring you back in the future. Um, talk some more MMA and just talk some more shop, dude. We didn't really get to. I forgot to completely bring up um, the Scotch talk. You know, if you want to quickly shout out some of your favorite scotches you're sipping right now, 
Get so, them out, man. I, I currently am drinking a Glenmorangie La Santa. My favorite is probably, it's like a 12-year a finish in a sherry cask. I'd say uh, the Cobal Estates from Glenmorangie is my favorite. But shout out to Johnny Walker Blue for a blended. I tried a little bit of it. It's pretty nice. Bang, bang. And then, of course, shout out your, your socials. And make sure you remind the people one more time uh, where, where and how they can find uh, Armchair MMA. Armchair MMA, uh, just type that in in YouTube and look for the big dumb idiot <laughs> that looks like me in the picture. Uh, Facebook, J Tyler Sample. I need to make a Twitter, man. I need to, I need to hit you guys up. You seem a little more tech savvy than I do, but do stuff to, you know, like a Twitter or something like that. And at some point, if I come back, I can put that out. Absolutely. We got a graphics guy too, so if you want to start sprucing it up over there on the yeah. YouTube, let us know, man. We'll get you with our guy for sure. But for sure, dude. Dylan, uh, you got anything else to say? No, you covered it all right there. I was gonna, I was gonna shout out his socials, make sure everyone knew that he could find him, show the love, spread the love, and show the support. This has been TSP episode seventy-two. I hope you all enjoyed this MMA jam-packed episode. Get to know Jay a little bit as well. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Shop Pod, Instagram, Facebook. Make sure you download, subscribe, follow, like, share, rate, five stars, and leave some comments. We love the feedback. Leave some voice message as well. Link will be in description for everything armchair, MMA, TSP, voice messages. Be a supporter. Find it in the bios as well of our uh, social media. So thank you again, Jake, for hopping on. From myself, Bobby. Jay, have a wonderful week, friends. <laughs>